I started it. Imagine though. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. I wish that'd be a great. If you, if you got hit up by them to 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 sponsor your podcast, would you accept the sponsorship? I'd want to. <laughs> <laughs> would I be able to? Probably not. That's the question, right? Would I be able to? Probably not. And nobody's gonna know what we're talking about. And that's the beauty of it. That's awesome. Hello and welcome. We're doing a little home and home today, as we like to call it, a little double trouble. Again, this time we're actually going to post it on the Presidential Suite podcast, but you might be listening to this on the Keegan Stewart Sports Podcast as well. My name is Cade Killo. Sitting across the table from me, I have the Noah Horn. Hey, Cade. As well as the Keegan Stewart. We are here in the LCU podcast studio. Thank you to LCU. Um, for letting us use this and it's football season we're two weeks in to the nfl season and three weeks into the college football season now i'll tell you what this this podcast is going to be pretty heavy nfl i imagine yeah um because that's what everybody knows everybody knows the nfl we did a little college at the end last time yeah and noah texas did cover against the rolling uh the Crimson Tide. I told y'all. The Rolling Tide. The I even I even told everybody to alternate spread it and make the spread harder for us to cover, and they still covered. I didn't say everybody take Texas plus... Well... Uh, <laughs> plus three. Well, it turned it. <laughs> plus two. And they won by one. Yeah. So it was a pick em. It was basically a pick em. Yeah. Imagine if... Well, I mean, I did hammer Longhorn's money line, but... <laughs> I wonder what the odds would have been if you would have took them. Minus two. Uh, oh. Or plus two. Plus two. Oh, I bad. don't know. Money line was uh, plus 865. So probably plus 750. And it would have been minus yeah. 1800 to take Bama money line. So nearly destroyed it. So at the end of that episode, we made our Heisman picks. Yeah. Two weeks later. How's that looking? I said Stetson Bennett. Georgia looks so good. They I don't, do. I don't know. Incredible. I don't know if he's done anything individually. I mean, he's done what he's supposed to do. I don't think he's done anything as oh, impressive individually as as week one. I would oh as week one. You know what I'm okay. saying? I'm yeah, talking yeah, like yeah. that number that pops and it's like oh that guy's Heisman. Yeah. I don't know if he's had another but one I like think that. One thing with Georgia is you know last year we were saying they were incredible um, across paper. You know every single starter really except Stetson Bennett. Like at every position they were elite except at quarterback. And I think he's taken a step up. And yeah. now they're elite at all 22 or all 24 positions if you count kicker and punter <laughs> right i mean they're well, well they, they, don't have, they don't have mcnamara on their team so they're <laughs> not elite at punter <laughs> <laughs> well they haven't given up a touchdown yet no that's that's very cool that is very cool they did that last year too for they like had, several weeks they only gave up very very few last week last year who was who was your Heisman? Mine was Caleb Williams. Yeah, and that's um, still rolling. Those, those odds are still fine. Yeah, those they're still, still rolling fine. good. And I was Stroud. So I mean, if we went, how to, you feeling if we about went, Stroud right now? I feel like if we went to New York tomorrow, all three of our guys are sitting there. You think so? I think and so. then Bryce is the fourth or what? Uh huh. Yeah. 
Yeah. Man, he really saved Bama in that Texas game if we're going back. Yeah. The hold really saved him too, but (laughs) it's whatever. He's uh, his composure, man. That's that place was rocking. They were down as the heavy underdogs, and he kept it together. A lot of quarterbacks, especially college quarterbacks, I feel like would have folded right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how upsets are made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to ask him about another Alabama or former Alabama quarterback later that he was critical of, but we'll probably get to that later. Oh, speaking of quarterbacks, <laughs> incredible, <laughs> incredible fantasy quarterback. <laughs> That's it, though. Speaking of, no, court- I like him a lot. He's he's done real well. Speaking of quarterbacks folding, Kirk Cousins threw up in front of America last <laughs> yeah. night for four hours. Yeah, he did. <laughs> that was disappointing, man. It really was. And and here we were two weeks ago, last time we were on, talking about how how excited we were for the Vikings offense specifically. Yeah, you know, if we would have been on here last week, we would have been celebrating our our predictions and uh come come tonight after last night and uh kirk cousins is still kirk cousins he's not superman anymore it's so weird how that's how that happens and he just doesn't have it in the in the bright lights and everything seemed like it was clicking for philly and they looked really good jalen hurts looks like he's elevated his play this year it looks like the coaching staff feels more comfortable and those added weapons looks like it's clicking I, i'm not looking forward to playing them as a dallas cowboys fan I'm not either, but I am really, really glad that Devontae Smith at least caught a ball last night because he's in my starting lineup. That was very frustrating week one. I mean, reports were saying out of camp that that he looks to AJ AJ Brown yeah. three out of every five times, and so as he, take, AJ's looked great, yeah, take that as as you will. Well, I was hearing I was hearing Dilfer on uh, Rusillo's podcast, and they were talking about Tua. That quarter, the you know the Alabama quarterback we yeah. we were uh, mentioning earlier, and you know he was talking about how in a good offense, you know uh, 70, 66 to seventy five percent of the plays are and the pass plays are on the play caller and not the quarterback, and then you got to have a quarterback that'll make that other third to quarter of plays on their own and really earn them right, and so as long as the and I and I see that in in. Uh, Man, his name just went Mike blank. Daniel, no, uh, uh, Jalen Hurts. Oh, Jalen Hurts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I see that for Hurts, and you know, if if they're saying that he's looking at AJ Brown three out of every five plays, that might be the read every time, and then you know, or two out of every five plays, he's the read, and then um, you know, the other one, if he's scrambling around, he's looking for his best guy, throw it up, let him make a play, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, that's what you just described—the offensive coordinator making life easy for the quarterback good coaches setting their team up for success based off of the script, based off of design, rather than your quarterback having to think really, look, read, think really hard, make the right throw. What you just described is exactly how Jared Goff was in a Super Bowl with the with the Rams <laughs> and Sean exactly. McVay. That's yeah. exactly how he was. And to be honest, that's probably why Trent Dilfer is a Super Bowl champion too. Absolutely. Yeah. Good X's and O's. Yeah. Uh, yeah, very, very fascinating hearing Dilfer talk about that. I loved listening to that. And he was talking about it within the context of Tua and McDaniel. Absolutely. Who we'll get to later. But, yeah, I loved that. Yeah. Noah, any thoughts on, on Kirk Cousins last night and the, and the Vikings offense? I mean, I don't know. Kirk did not look good. Because you were high on them. Yeah, and I still, still think still I still think probably. they have some of the best firepower in the NFL. That's what scares um, me. Like, what if Philly is that good? 
Yeah. and It that, was in Philly. It was in Philly. That's part of it. And, you know, uh, Kirk Cousins handed the ball to Darius Slay a couple times Bad. and could not get the ball to Jefferson. Just could not, which was also painful because I have Jefferson in one of my leagues. But it it was just one of those things where Kirk played so bad that it's hard to really look at what Philly did. They had extra possessions, and you know they made the most of the time that they had the ball in their hands and were able to get down the field and uh, and put that ball game out of reach. But yeah, like you say, I don't look forward to playing Philly all that much. Um, but right, Dak will be back. Yeah, for that one, Dak will be good. And another thing with that game, it was it was just odd. Like we we've seen Kirk collapse before, but man, he looked really bad like really bad i don't think he's gonna look that way next week you know i'm not saying oh my goodness trade for i don't know who they'd trade for right now but (laughs) (laughs) gardner Minshew. well the eagles popped him in the chin early yeah and then it was like they got rattled you know philly i mean imagine how loud that was yeah that that crowd finally has a team to be excited about again and so it's roaring and Mm -hmm. then boom a few mistakes and then little momentum after halftime pick pick and then it was like no chance. Yeah. So I do, I do, t- I do like Kirk Cousins folding for this reason because I don't like when people compare him to Dak. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like that at all. I really don't. I I think Dak is a better quarterback than him. Uh, I, of course, I think Dak has had better resources around him in the past. Dak hasn't had a Justin Jefferson necessarily, but I do wish Dak was healthy so that Dak could have been the quarterback that beat Cincinnati on Sunday and yeah. could be saying, well, Dak beat the Bengals and Kirk Cousins folded in front of the bright lights again, but we'll have to give, give us about a month and I'll be in here telling you, Dak, see, Dak is better than Kirk. We'll be back to that. I think the overreaction, the award for the overreaction of week two was some random Twitter user. I'm sure y'all saw this. <laughs> uh, the U.S. does not have the infrastructure to uh, facilitate <laughs> an Eagles and Bills Super Bowl. That's awesome. And great tweet. That's awesome. That would be rocking. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That would be scary. Well, it would be. I mean, we say that, but the way the Super Bowl is these days, as much of a moneymaker as it is, like in theory, you would think it would be rocking. And this is kind of a jab at the NFL for making it this way. The Super Bowl is a celebrity get together, is all that it is. In, but somehow in the those fan bases get there, brother. Somehow they I mean, get there. They did last year because it was LA and none of those fans are actually Rams fans. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of hard to tell how many of those folks are actually Rams fans or if they just owned a Rams jersey because they visit LA all the time. And so that's my biggest screw. I didn't mean to break this a downer, but <laughs> I do hate that about the NFL. Because you look at the NBA, you know, if a, if a game goes set or if a series goes seven in the finals, all seven games yeah. are rocking. Well, it's in the home city. Yeah. Not, not remote. Yeah. You're right. But. And in, in every sport, really, except for the NFL, you know, the Super Bowl is so expensive, so hard to get there, so, you know, it sells out so quick, and it's all these celebrities taking, you, I mean, because you remember the graphic about all the different private jets that flew away from LA after the Super Bowl last year? <laughs> yeah. That's a load of crap. They don't care about that game. Well, the, the neutral site really comes into effect there. Yeah, it does. And that's frustrating to me, because I'd love to see some, not those two teams, with our history with them, but... uh Two fan bases like that, just, oh, like you said, just making it roar from the stands. That'd those, be awesome to those, see. Those people from Buffalo, New York, and, and Philadelphia <laughs> would be running around in Arizona just, <laughs> just like, what? why are these people? Like, <laughs> they'll be looking at those Arizonians like, man, you, where are your pants? <laughs> what do you wear? 
where's your cut where, cover your toes <laughs> you know they'd be very confused at all those really well tanned arizonian people man i need some water it's so <laughs> so hot seriously hey i have one more question on monday night football when did dalvin cook change his number that so, was last year wasn't it well he's four now no he wasn't four last year he wasn't 33 i know that last year like he was before see i'm very confused i think I, he was four I, last I feel, year because really? that's what he was at florida state didn't he what or isn't it was he four last year that's one of those Mandela effects for me. <laughs> well, they have another running back that kind of has long dreads like Dalvin Cook does. Madison. 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 And I got a little confused last night. I'm trying to look it up. Because Madison's 33 now, right? Is he really? I think he's Dalvin's old number. Is he? I could be complete. He might be 24, just, actually, now that I say that. Yeah, they just want to confuse every audience that's watching them. But that's all they're doing. I'm, I'm trying uh, to pull it while up. While y'all are doing that... <laughs> critique this and be as hard as you want and it's uh, be as hard as you want in one of my leagues and again i well, madison changed his number two dalvin cook number four yeah last year this year currently yeah i saw him last night i was like what and i i say this while also understanding nobody gives a nobody cares about about anyone else's fantasy league right yeah yeah i traded dalvin cook i had dalvin cook i traded him to another guy for damian pierce and nick chubb Oh, good trade or bad trade? Good, because of Chubb. <laughs> well, Chubb happened to have a really good day. Yeah. yesterday, I think Sunday. Is it uh, one year, one and done? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pierce, Pierce is terrible so far. Yeah, <laughs> he really is. Probably a bad trade. I don't know. We'll see. I don't, Dalvin Cook hasn't necessarily Dalvin hasn't popped off great. though. Yeah, so and Nick did. Yeah, thankfully. Well, because he also blew the game I, for him. But. but but I did make the trade thinking Pierce was going to be really good. It was a preseason trade. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but right now, or at least for the foreseeable future, till Watson gets back, you know they have Cooper out there, but Brisket doesn't really get it to him all that well. Uh, so it's Co- more Cooper fumbled the onside kick. Oh, did he? Yes. <laughs> yes. Cooper single-handedly gave the Jets the W the other. No, I'm just kidding. But he did fumble the onside kick. I didn't get to watch much Sunday because my wife gave away my NFL Red Zone login, but it's fine. What do you mean? Too many logins? Like, there's uh, a, What is that? You can't use it, too? We either. have a friend who's kind of dating a NFL player, and she really wanted to watch his game. And when I was out picking... Is it the maid of honor? Yeah. Nice. When I was out picking up lunch, uh, it was brought to my attention that the login had been shared and yes. only one person can watch at a time. Oh. So. How would you handle that, Cade? I would probably call that other person and say, pay my monthly fee right now. Well, I don't pay for it. You better get my, the Venmo on. My father-in-law does. <laughs> but but I'm more, I'm closer to blood than she is. She's just a friend of the daughter. I'm the son-in-law. Yeah. My response to that, to finding out that news was no, period, no, 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 no. That was my response. And then I, I texted, that. I texted said user of the login, and I said, I 1 million percent did not say you could use it today. She sent me to get breakfast and took, or lunch and took football away from me while I was gone. I'm not going to kick you off, though, but this will not happen next week. Is that through, <laughs> is that through YouTube TV or what? Uh, Sunday ticket. Oh, just Sunday ticket. Yeah. Man. I was very upset. Oh, man, I would not handle that well. I, did, I, did, I didn't speak words for about an hour 15 when but, I got home. Which is probably the right approach, because that's probably better than the words you wanted to speak. I was I was trying to be nice, 
but is that what marriage is like? <laughs> <laughs> These guys both got married this summer. We don't think we mentioned that last episode. We were like, yeah, what's well, new? Oh, they're not in school anymore. They uh, they have jobs. <laughs> well, how about both have wives now? How about yeah, that? I realized we didn't talk about that. Yeah, yeah, but man, I was so that's why I didn't see Cooper fumble the football. <laughs> I just tough. saw the score because uh, the game that I got on Fox was uh oh, it was the. Bucks and Saints, the least entertaining yeah, game terrible. for three and a half quarters you could possibly imagine. Terrible. And then I think the other game it was Steelers, whoever the Steelers played. I don't remember who the it was. Pats. Yeah. Another another incredibly just, boring. So I was I think I ended up falling asleep during the noon slate. <laughs> but it was fine. I got to watch the Cowboys after. So speaking of the Cowboys, they beat the Bengals. I want to give you guys the floor to <laughs> to take your victory lap, but I would like to mention. I think I think the main story here is the Bengals zero and two. But yeah, but but y'all talk about Cooper Rush and and how y'all came out and took him down. Go ahead, Noah. He looked. I'll jump in. He looked good. Um, in the second half, our offense didn't get anything going until that last drive. Um, but that doesn't really matter to me because I know we've got a backup quarterback in, and we were still able to get the job done and win the ball game. Uh, even bigger than than Cooper Rush just doing his job. To me, it was Kellen Moore did his job for the first time in about a year and a half. To me, yeah, it, the script worked. Yeah, the script worked brilliantly off of the the most right. simple base offensive sets right. that you established yeah. in, in camp. And you could clearly tell when we ended up getting off script because then we started doing dumb stuff that Kellen Moore always has us do. Um, but when we were on script, it was great. And it was obvious that we were on script and we were forcing the ball, not in a bad way, but forcing the ball into CD lamb's hands. Like we were figuring out ways to get him the ball. Don't forget about your namesake. Oh, Noah. Yeah. And Noah Noah Brown Brown was really good. Noah Brown was really good. Made some plays. (laughs) Well, and then I feel like we used, uh, Zeke and Pollard, to their strengths for the for the first time ever you saw good complimentary right. running back play from those right teams. we we weren't calling zeke plays for pollard and we weren't calling pollard plays for zeke Ac- until that stretch that we ran in the fourth quarter with zeke was one of the dumbest play calls i've ever seen because we nearly lost five yards and backed up even more on that yeah, game-winning right. field goal attempt that was ridiculously stupid and the whole goal of it was to get on that left hash for maher but cooper rush could uh snapped it under center and fallen to the left i think that was the drive before no it was it was the last offensive play before maher kicked we ran oh. we ran stretch left and nearly lost yeah. five yards and it was one of the worst play calls i've ever seen i don't know if i remember it like that yeah i remember it, the drive before we got a second and 14 zeke going left it ended up killing the whole drive yeah um well well that was a play where we ran a pollard play for zeke but <laughs> Um, we'll have to check the tape. The last play, we ran stretch left, and Zeke broke a tackle and got back to the line of scrimmage. Oh, you're saying he almost lost four. Yeah, he oh, almost yeah, did. Yeah, okay. And okay. it was a horrible – he should have never been in that position. Maher does like it on the left hash. Or we could have just ran – It's a spot. Or we could have just ran counter left and let Zeke pound it up the, up the B gap. But, no, we, we ran stretch with Zeke. It was a Pollard play with Zeke, but – 
I think you, I think what you saw is us get up 17 to 3 and everyone go like, "Oh my goodness, defense is playing well. We're knocking Joe Burrow's head off more times than not. Michael Parsons is the best defensive player in the league." Forgive he was the, incredible. Forgive the hyperbole. It's not it's almost not though. Uh and then you're sitting there in the second half like, "Hey, let's just be safe with the ball." And and I think the defense could take us home. And the Bengals put together an unbelievable 19 play, yeah. however many minute drive. And ultimately tie it up, and and then Coop, and then Cooper Rush just go had had to go be great, and he and he was, and he was, and well, and what was crazy is he wasn't, and we had to punt, gave the Bengals opportunity to go be hero, and the defense, I mean, special teams pinned them, defense stopped them, and then Cooper Rush was. What great. I really loved about that is this might have been the first big play we saw from Diggs that wasn't an interception, and and they ran it at him uh-huh. because he struggles in those situations, and. But it he was, made the, it he was made the great play. to see him make those plays because we know he's he's a playmaker, but it's in the form of intercepting the ball or knocking the ball down or breaking up a pass. But that was really, really good to see, and I bet it was really good for him to do. I bet it. Dude, get this. On that play, Dan Quinn said this today. He said the, the communication with the headset to helmet was busted before that third down play, and he said defense did not get a play call to the field and so then dan said i'm assuming the Bengals ran into the same problem on that play yeah and so but i mean joe's over there checking into things and right. ran toward Diggs. he made the play well i'm sure van der Esch is saying something out there the fact if you would have told me two weeks ago hey after bucks Bengals, you'll be one and one i said it's not, okay okay sign me up for that yeah, yeah. And, no kidding and winning without dak that's just exceptional Cade, you said a moment ago Probably the biggest story here is Bengals own too. Yeah, com- completely agree with that. I am on the record saying I think the Bengals game is going to be harder than the Bucks game, which the opposite of that ended up being true. So I mean, how how are you? How are the bank? Was that a one a one year in and then nothing? Are the Bengals good? Are the Bengals a good football team? I'm at a crossroads right now in my mind um, because you know we've all seen the. The thing that Joe Burrow's on track to get sacked, like a, a to demolish the record of the number of times he's going to get sacked, right? <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. Uh, and and the Bengals just redid their whole offensive line this yeah. this off season. They said, All right, "We're doing a better job of protecting Joe." I don't know if you chalk that up to 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 playing against um, you know T.J. Watt week one and Michael Parsons week two, or if that offensive line is really just not not working not working again. Um, if they can't get that figured out, then they're in for trouble, right? Because Burrow's not over overly a playmaker, right? He's not overly gonna gonna run around and, and scramble all game. He he doesn't have that, um, you know, in him. So I, it, it could be right the 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 Super Bowl hangover. Everybody always talks about it, and usually it's with the team that wins, but it, it can also apply to the team that that was got there and lost. Well, they went and fixed a lot of problems on paper. To yeah. make themselves better, the problems that they overcame, they appeared to have fixed those, and they just haven't put it together yet. As as being a unobjective, whereas being unbiased toward the Cowboys, being not a Cowboys fan, is Micah Parsons awesome? Yeah, <laughs> he really is. That's I cool. mean, you see him. That's really cool. You see, awesome. You yeah. see the way that he works. I mean, it's like um, 
uh, it's almost Von Miller esque, like the way that he can just kind of duck that shoulder and get around the the edge, just so fast. And, yeah, and then and yeah. then and then he beats him around the edge on the outside one time, and then the next play he sets him up and cuts back. I mean, he's yeah. he uh, uh, and then he gets in a hand fight and pushes him back. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Uh, I think I think you guys have a a, a prolific pass rusher i do ask you um i like the ability of the player that you said but could you get us a different player same ability like same rank all time but i don't like I'm, i don't like von miller i'm not gonna say lawrence taylor if that's what you're <laughs> no no for. i just don't like von miller oh like i just want somebody else well okay. he you said hybrid right did you call him a hybrid no, I, I was just talking about uh, for sure a prolific Not pass rusher. <laughs> well, it's so weird. That's why I was like, I was like, I was explaining this to somebody who doesn't really watch football. I was like, you see what he's doing? That's not his position. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But he might be the best in the league at that. And and so you think about him being an edge rusher, but then he's like a middle out or an outside linebacker. And right. You have to prepare for him. It's like you're the quarterback going line of scrimmage. The very first thing you got to do. Say 11's right there. Where where is eleven? That's horrifying. Yeah. And that is and and Dan Quinn is really good at using him. Do you remember the headlines about him coming out of Penn State? I mean, people were dragging the Cowboys for taking it was, him. It was a reach. Because he, he, he sat out his last year, he, COVID year. He's like, no, I'm not going to play. He had like one sack the last season that he did play they at must, Penn State. They must have not been rushing they, him. They didn't use – I don't think that they were at all. <laughs> and But that was the stat that people were using in like Cowboys analysts, like guys that uh, – like beat writers and whatnot. They were like, God, this is not what he did in college – but we're going to use – but I bet you we use him like that in the NFL. So you should be excited about him and for good reason. And he's the, – the good pass rushers, and, and you're already seeing this from him, um, They I, I like to think of them like they're post players in, in the NBA, right? And, and walk with me through this analogy. When you're, when, you're, when you're working in the post, the low post in the NBA or, or just playing basketball in general, right, your first move is that drop step, right? You get that drop step, boom. Yep. Then your next move, you fake that drop step, go up and under, baby hook, right? And that's what that's what the the great pass rushers do in the NFL. They set, they set that tackle up one way, those great edge rushers, and then they beat them that way. And then the next play, they set up and go the opposite way, mm-hmm. and they beat them that way. And then, and then if you're trying to block that, you're like, oh, I don't know what to do because I can't read what he's trying to do. Yeah. And then you're the center, and you see him lined up in the A gap, and, and tell you, bro, he, he made Lyle Collins false start. Yeah, like that was Lyle Collins' first snap in the NFL. I mean, did you see the fear in that guy's eyes? Yeah, it's awesome. I want us to line him up at fullback and give him the ball. <laughs> like that's how much I love that guy. Yeah, man, he's stinking good. He will crush Daniel Jones in six days from now. Oh, yeah, he will. He will. That poor dude. He will. That poor dude. I mean. I, Three, did he have three sacks on Sunday again? I don't. He had at least two. Yeah, and did he get Brady twice? Yes. Okay, he so two. he had he had three on Sunday, I think. I think he's got five on the year, or at least four and a half. I don't know how they've scored. It's all hard. Of them. It's hard pressed not to imagine him getting one every game at this point. Yeah, eh, it probably won't happen, but it could. He yeah. could. People have gotten nineteen sacks before. Yeah, just one a game. <laughs> yeah, it's all we need. Yeah, love you, Micah. Yeah, so the Bengals need to step it up. Cardinals and Raiders, maybe one of the more entertaining games of the week. Remember how hard Noah was on Cliff last episode? Oh, I've got something to say about the game. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to, I like it's funny when you're hard on people. The, I'm not being a Cliff defender. I, I do like him, but Well, well, I'm gonna hate on him here for a second. Um he should 
give Kyler Murray a humongous hug <laughs> and a big thank you for everything that Kyler has done for him because, yes, Kyler made those throws. Nothing was open. Those were not good routes. Those were not if – you, if your head coach cared more about winning football games than looking pretty on the sideline – that comeback for the Cardinals does not need to happen on Sunday. They win that game outright. <laughs> that was poorly executed on the coaching staff's end, and Kyler bailed him out. Props to Kyler. You know, I've already spoken about it. He went to my two most just two most loathed schools, <laughs> and but man, he he looked really good. He looked like he was playing in an awful system, but as the most elite player ever, and he drug that team to that victory. It was really impressive. And the Raiders have got to stop finding new ways to lose. They make up ways to lose all the time, and they've done it, <laughs> done it again this year. And you had that uh, thirty-second play. To, oh man, and he was just he was just running around. Very fun to watch. Yeah, he's incredible. I, I it's clear to me that they are missing Hopkins very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're very much relying on him to be the same guy whenever he comes back. Um, later this season because AJ Green's not that guy. No, and I was expecting Hollywood to be a lot better than he is. He's well, too small, bro. Well, all their receivers are. Yeah. You know, AJ Green's a bigger body. Hopkins is a bigger body. The rest of their dudes are tiny. Yeah. <laughs> They're tiny. Yeah. Well, now who's that cat that scored a touchdown? Dorch. Dorch. Yeah. I was playing against him this week. That that frustrated me so much. <laughs> I was like, how many touchdowns is this guy going to get this year? Uh, Two? <laughs> Dorch looks like he's about five foot nothing running around out there, man. And then then you got Kyler. Yo, okay, tell me this. Is James Conner just massive, their running back? I think he's or, huge. Or is, or is Kyler just that small? I think yes. Because both. it is hilarious yeah. watching them stand beside each other in the backfield. Because I think... Because you know, Big Ben is a really big guy, and James Conner did not look any smaller standing next yeah. to Big Ben. Man. James Conner, 6'1", 230. See, but that... He's a wrecking ball. That's big for a running back, but that's not that big, and Kyler looks like a dwarf. <laughs> to Kyler's him. small. Yeah. I mean, Kyler looked that small in high school, <laughs> and it's, he's just getting up against bigger and bigger competition. That boy's gifted, though. Yeah, they needed that. They needed that win. Oh, absolutely. They needed that bad. But then again, puts the Raiders at zero and two. Yeah, puts and, the Raiders at zero and two. And that brings us to what what we talked about uh, uh, last podcast, right? The AFC West <laughs> yeah. and how dominant they were going to be, and how much of a bloodbath it was going to be. I still think it will be, but after two weeks, that 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 whole uh, storyline that we were talking about with the Broncos not looking good and uh, and and the Raiders not looking good. Um, yeah, who's better? Who's better right now? <laughs> yeah, I think it's still definitely going to be a bloodbath once once everybody eases into things. But but I think that uh, that really funny scenario of all four making the playoffs is out the door. I don't think that's that's uh, yeah that's so. got much. Of a shot of happening. It's probably not possible now. Who said it? I mean, someone said Russell Wilson is 33, but he looks like he's 43. You know, Nathaniel Hackett's still clearly trying to get his sea legs at that head coaching spot. Deer in the headlights. He's, you know, I don't know. I I don't feel Jerry Judy's hurt now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel nearly the same way about Denver than I did three weeks ago. And no, definitely. I don't feel good about having Russell Wilson as a fantasy quarterback. I don't. Me either. I just, I worry about them. And they have that running back. 
and they're not giving him the ball no. because I have him in two of my fantasy Williams? leagues. Yeah. Yeah. And he he's the best player on the field. Yeah, they don't. And, and they're just not giving him the ball. I don't know what they're trying to do, but the Broncos have not looked good. Uh clock management as well, you know, Nathaniel Hackey talked about him still getting his sea legs, man. He has he hasn't looked good either. No. And then you think about the Raiders side of things. They start. They started out really good. Derek Carr starts out two touchdowns. I'm like, all right, the Cardinals are really bad. The Raiders are going to figure it out. We're going to feel differently about them. Then they kind of stop giving the ball to Devontae Adams. Like, you have that guy. You should probably target him. Yeah. <laughs> Hunter Renfro gets blown up, fumbles, and that's how you lose. Fumbles twice. Twice in a row, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Which, ah. The Chiefs and the Chargers feel legit, though. They do. They, those two... You know, the Chiefs beat them on Thursday night, but you, you kind of leave that game feeling like, well, the Chargers probably should have won that game. The, the Herbert pick six flipped everything. Yeah, right. The Chargers could have easily won that game in Arrowhead. I think they're a legit team. Well, and you feel like both those teams kind of came out of that game, the Chiefs and Chargers, with their with their knuckles bloodied, right? None, yeah. none, none of them came out, neither of them came out looking pretty. Well, and Chargers did it without Keenan Allen also. Facts. And what's the update? Have we heard an update on Herbert? Man, because he always oh, <laughs> poor long torso, man. He looked hurt. I mean, all that cartilage between his ribs is just in shambles it's right now. Gone. Isn't that what it is? Is the rib cartilage? He needs those ten days off, doesn't he? Yes. Yes. I haven't heard. I think he's going though. I've I haven't heard I anything bet, I either. Bet he does. Which no news is good news for that, you know. But I think didn't Romo say something about how painful that was, but how it's just a pain tolerance thing? I think it was Romo that said it. When he asked about Herbert, uh huh, and I think Romo was like, I mean, I played through it, but Romo's a savage, though. He yeah. played through a collapsed lung. I mean, <laughs> side note: the uh, how how did the Amazon Prime stream do for you, Geek? I liked it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was clean. Uh, you know, they have a lot more cameras uh, than Sunday Night Football. Even their production values higher. Uh, did you hear Bill be critical of Herb Street? Yeah, I I didn't notice that when listening. He was essentially saying that he didn't make one interesting point the whole game and he was just very gene- generic and vanilla and did you notice that yeah me and noah watched it together so we weren't really listening to the broadcast yeah. all that much we were we were chatting most of the time i also wasn't listening as in, uh, <clears throat> attentively as i'd like to so yeah uh, i i really enjoyed looking up at my tv and seeing alan and and herb street up there together yeah like, that's awesome the pregame show was good yeah. Did you have uh, problems with like the stream quality? The zero. Zero problems. Quality? Zero. So, so is my Wi-Fi. And that's what you're telling me. Okay. It's <laughs> not great. Oh, dude. It was. We were, I, we were watching 1982 football. It was bad there for a little Are bit. You serious? I was watching it on. Not for the whole game, but. The app on my TV, we were watching it the first half. And at halftime, I was like, all right, I'm going to try the app on my Xbox. And it was finally a little bit better. But yeah. man, that first really? half, it was bad. Yeah. But then for like the last eight-ish minutes of the fourth quarter it jumped back to high quality and it, yeah. it didn't go away but i've heard i heard i saw some stuff on twitter about the the quality of the picture not being good it was yeah. it was darker did you notice that i don't know if i did i don't think I it did. could have just been a night game and i'd been watching all day games all day on red zone or all week leading up to it and um but it looked darker to me hmm. and i don't know if that was just my eyes or what yeah, so I just want, but curious. not in a bad way. It wasn't dark. They got Krista way. Thompson hosting the pregame show. Yeah, and Fitzpatrick was on there too. <laughs> Richard Sherman, Tony Gonzalez, Andrew Whitworth. Yeah, they they got a they got a staff out there now. It'll be fun to see, you know, how that how that grows. 
And if they... They got to fix that. I hate that. I hate that you experienced that. That would have been really frustrating. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if it was the Wi-Fi or if it was Amazon's, you know, you know, whatever their servers couldn't, wasn't prepared to handle the traffic. I don't know. You're going to run it back this Thursday? Steelers yeah. and Steelers and Browns? At how, least at least for a little how bit. How boring does that sound right now? <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> terrible that doesn't even fire me up a little bit yeah mitch trubisky versus jacoby Brissett, man sign me up yeah <laughs> no thanks i mean i'll probably watch it <laughs> i'll probably watch it for a little bit yeah. and then we'll turn on something <laughs> those are two loud fan bases too yeah they'll get it rocking yeah quarterback play we're going out to san francisco the story in san francisco this whole entire offseason has been uh trey lance stepping up to start getting the starting job not necessarily winning it is what everybody's saying but but getting uh gifted the starting job and then there's this whole uh uh this whole storyline around jimmy garoppolo whether they're going to trade him whether they're going to keep him whether they're going to drop him uh you know opinions differ some people are saying that you know they got to get rid of jimmy g so that the the team is is trey lance and trey lance is only um, uh, kind of a burn the bridges type of take. And then, you know, other people saying, hey, keep them as insurance policy. Well, um, you know, thoughts and prayers go out to Trey Lance. I think he broke his ankle was the official diagnosis, but he's out for the season. And Jimmy G steps in and it's like he never left, right? It's uh, and maybe even a better offensive product than it was with Trey Lance in um, the set. The, the 49ers looking, looking smart now keeping Jimmy G around. Yeah, most de- most definitely. I mean, I think they're a threat. I think they're a threat to run the run the NFC. Uh, they should have last year. Um, they are all familiar. That locker room all loves him. You know, they all they all he is very valued and liked, well respected. So, uh, I think they're in a position for success. And if you're the front office and Lynch and Shanahan, the only thing you're thinking is like, man, that's a shame we traded up. And I'm sure they love Trey Lance, but it, it's worked out like this three years in, and that injury could hold him back for a long time. Yeah, and I, I think everybody in that front office is not surprised that the team looked good with Jimmy Garoppolo, and I don't think that you'd be wrong in saying that they may have expected a slow start from uh, Trey Lance. Absolutely. You know, if you start Garoppolo, you probably do win that game against the Bears. Yeah. And – uh, that lost it obviously with Trey Lance, but I think they knew that going in, and so there's a lot of people freaking out right now, saying, "Oh, you should just start Jimmy Garoppolo all along if he's going to look better." That I think they saw this all coming, but then Shannon also used Trey Lance like a fullback, so that was something that I was kind of <laughs> shaking my head about. I was like, you know, this dude's taking a lot of hits, like a lot of hits, and I wasn't ever thinking that his his season was going to get ended by an injury real early on, but I was thinking they got to figure out a way to get this guy to stop getting hit so much. But it's a scary thing, you know, with all those designed runs using yeah. your quarterback in that. And that's, uh, you know, we, we never wish injuries on anybody, but that's, you know, the bills. I mean, they, they use Josh Allen on design runs when it gets down to game time. And, uh, you know, it's scary. It, it yeah. rarely ever works out. Um, yeah. But Jimmy G stepping in, the 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 49ers are going to be good. Trey Lance was a ceiling raiser for them, I think. I think that's the way that they saw it. Mm-hmm. They knew that the basement was lower, but they also knew that the ceiling could be higher and that, yeah, Jimmy G's going to come in and, and play a mostly clean game, but he's going to have 
you know, one of those Kirk Cousins games every once in a while where he just doesn't have it. And then he's not going to win you games, right, Jimmy? That's not the type of quarterback that we've seen Jimmy Garoppolo be. Um, and so I'm hurting right now because Trey Lance, I took him pretty high in one of our <laughs> fantasy leagues. And and uh, now I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. No, you did just fine this week. Yeah, Thanks I did. to Josh Allen and <laughs> Mr. Waddle. So. <laughs> did y'all play each other this week? Oh, he thumped me. <laughs> yeah, he caught that L. Thanks, Russell Wilson. I got the upper hand on Mathis. I was pretty proud of it even though I've had Joe Burrow struggle the last two weeks. Well, Mathis didn't know about the quarterback draft, so. Well, (laughs) the rest of his roster is really good. Is it? Yeah. I texted Nolan Wilkinson last night, and I said, I'll trade you uh, Trey Lance and Juju for Kirk Cousins. Did he consider it? Uh, he said, let me look at it tomorrow. I haven't got a text back from him. <laughs> I hope he does that for you. <laughs> I was I was blessed with uh, Lamar, Mark Andrews, and Tyreek Hill being on my squad this week. So Great games from all of them. Those three got me 111 points. Gracious. <laughs> it was awesome. Speaking of Lamar and Mark Andrews, that brings us to the uh, Miami-Baltimore game. Another fun, crazy, wild game. Tua threw six touchdowns. He did. That's so cool. What him. did you say about Tua? I mean, he underthrew every ball to Tyreek still on Sunday, but <laughs> but that's not a, that's that's a normal thing to do with Tyreek. I mean, yeah, but uh, I mean, Mahomes often underthrew him, right? Yeah, but not this often. <laughs> uh, but the Dolphins did look good. Waddle looked really good. That's going to be really nice for the Dolphins to have. Uh, Gasecki had a good game as well, and so he's going to have three steady targets. And then you know you got Cedric Wilson coming in as another one. And then Edmonds looked fine. And uh, who's their other running back right now? Is it? Uh, not sure. The only know of Edmonds. London. Or- London. Gaskin's not getting any carries, uh, is he? I don't know. Um, I don't remember. I didn't watch. I didn't watch the running backs all that closely. But Edmonds has looked fine. He doesn't get many carries, but I know that he he does good when he gets the carries. And um, you know that Dolphins roster on paper is much better than the Ravens roster. Uh, and the Ravens have played above i think what a lot of people were expecting them to play to start off the year and other than lamar because everybody knows what lamar jackson is that was Um, one of lamar's best games of his career yeah lamar was amazing (laughs) in that game but i think we knew he was going to be amazing still this year even with the subpar roster around him uh but the guys around him like bateman is playing great. He's been balling out duvernay has been great um he got knocked out of the game with a concussion on sunday but Duvernay's been really good as a receiver as well as as a returner. Right. Uh, he might, man, he might uh, take your Pro Bowl. I uh, know he's in the AFC, Special though. Teams. He's AFC. Yeah, you're good. I had that thought for just a second, but <laughs> AFC. I, and I really like Duvernay, um, not just because of where he went to college, but uh, that skill set complements Lamar very well, I think. And same thing with Bateman. And then, you know, we knew what Mark Andrews was going to be with Lamar. That's a very good connection they've had it going their whole careers so you know what's the concerning thing to me if i'm a raise a ravens fan is that this offense is and this team is supposed to be designed to protect leads right like you think of what's the ideal offense that i want to protect the lead that i have and it's the ravens offense more run heavy mm-hmm. doesn't rely on the pass as much you know can still supposed to be able to still move the ball elite tight end play yeah and and they they were not able to do that. Thirty five fourteen in the fourth quarter. Yeah, you lose in I mean, regulation. I think that's one of those things where you freak out less than you just have to tip your cap to that other that other sideline. I mean, 
no one is going to score that much in a quarter on you again all season. You know, that's just something that's not going to happen. And if it does happen again, you better take a long look in the mirror. <laughs> but you have to assume that's not going to happen again this yeah. season. Uh, but, I mean, props to the Dolphins. They they really put it together in that last quarter. I think uh, Tua will be Tua again first quarter next week uh, that we know and some people love, some people don't. They have the Bills, um, right? Dolphins-Bills next week? Yeah. That's electric. It's going to be a good game. Excited for that one. Hopefully. And so. Is there a better uh, touchdown celebration than Jalen Waddle out no, there right that's, now? That's pretty That's pretty dope. <laughs> Isn't that so cool? Yes. He's out there owning his name, waddling around He's like waddling a penguin. Around, look up in the stands, got the whole fan base doing it with him. Yeah, that's a cool one. That's a very cool one. So the Colts suck. <laughs> <laughs> they're not good. Yeah. No, they're not. Turns out, I, I talked about uh, our last podcast. I was excited to watch Matt Ryan. I thought he still had some juice in the tank, you know, come into this team. Michael Pittman's hurt right now, so that doesn't help their case. But Jonathan Taylor, he's got weapons around him, got a new system, good, good, good team on paper all around, and they're just not living up to the hype right now. I think what it is, and, and I've I've been – I've probably been caught on the record saying this several times or knocking Carson Wentz a lot. Dude's not a bad quarterback, and Matt Ryan has been a bad quarterback these first couple weeks. And I, I was I was thinking about about how different it might have been if Wentz was still there. I don't think it would be much different because there's a lot of problems outside of the quarterback position this season. Like the O-line is not what they were last year. And I'm not saying they won't be later on in the year, but it, they – they opened holes for Taylor. Like, Taylor did. He made a lot of plays on his own. But, man, he was handed so many running lanes last year. And those just aren't aren't there. I don't know if defenses are able to scheme against it better after seeing a whole year of this elite Jonathan Taylor guy or what it is. But, yeah, the quarterback play is definitely an issue. And Matt Ryan, he's a he's a pro, you know. Like, he's one of those guys, He's he's been in really bad situations before. And he's done good in those situations. And I think this is not nowhere near one of his worst situations, and so I'm kind of surprised to see him struggling the way that he is. Yeah, he's he's on decline. He loves throwing the ball to the other team nowadays. And <laughs> Big I'd, fan of that. I'd be very concerned. I think Frank Reich should be very concerned because Texans yeah. Jags not a good two weeks to go without a win. <laughs> no, they're zero and one and one. Yeah. No. Hey, T. Law looked good though. He looked real good. Yeah, he did, and Real good. that's that. I think that's the favorite to win the division after week two. Yeah, because Kirk is really good. That 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 Lawrence to Kirk connection oh, yeah. is good, and oh, so is yeah. the Lawrence to Etn. Etn's still dropping a lot of balls. I don't know what his deal is. I don't know if he's thinking about his leg while he's running instead of thinking about catching this brown blob being thrown at me right now, <laughs> or what's going on? Because he's catching it, or he's catching it and then slapping it down on the turf. And he's done that more than once this year, which is really funny to watch. But, yeah, I would agree with you. I had Colts winning the division and being the only team in the playoffs. If I had to redo my rankings right now, I would have the Jaguars in that one spot. Who's, who's, who's the hottest? Which coach has the hottest seat? Frank Reich, Matt Rule, Nathaniel Hackett, I think it's I think it's rule right now actually, um, because we're we're seeing glimpses of Baker as Heisman Baker or elite quarterback Baker, and every time he does something good, it seems like we just turn around by we I mean Carolina just turn around and do something real dumb, 
and not necessarily Baker Mayfield turning around and doing something dumb, but the Panthers turn around and do something very dumb. Got to beat the Giants. The well, Giants, the Giants are not that good. You have yeah. to beat the Giants, and the Browns are not good either. And you lost to them. And you know there was—I don't remember what the scenario was in that Browns-Panthers game, but I just died laughing because uh, I was on the phone with a buddy of mine who's a big Baylor fan at the time. It just was a coincidence, and I don't remember what it was, but the Browns lined up and were about to do something very stupid. And then Rule calls a timeout. And then the Browns come out and do the right thing the next play. I don't remember what it was, but I do not think Rule was a good NFL football coach. Um, I think he was a fine college coach, and but I, but I think he has more weapons around him, or enough weapons around him to where the Panthers should not be a Super Bowl contender, but should be a much better looking football team. I think it's Rule, too. Yeah, I, th- I, you know, I think you said Hackett, <laughs> bro. I think it is Hackett. I mean, and I don't know if it's because the Broncos fans are 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 louder than the Panthers fans. They were, dude. They were uh, the Broncos fans out mile high. Were so frustrated with their team and the penalties. They were counting down the play clock for them, very loud and audibly. Yeah. <laughs> that's how sarcastic they're being like can you guys snap the ball before time expires please here (laughs) i'll tell i tell i'll tell you why i don't think it's rule i think the expectations were not that high coming in to this season for the panthers right yeah whereas uh nathaniel hackett and the broncos over there i mean i don't think we're going to be looking at an urban meyer situation where he gets fired halfway through the season in his first year but no the walmart execs are going to have some grace man they're walmart (laughs) (laughs) but i mean we were here in super bowl let russ cook super bowl we're going to win the afc west we're going to take down the chiefs i think country i think Rule and Baker are both playing this season for their jobs, like for their future. And you think about them having Joe Brady, who won the Natty with LSU last year, and Rule lets him go. Like, hey, this isn't working out. I think you're being too, you know, I want you to be more conservative. Whatever it was, lets him go. He's the quarterback's coach in Buffalo now. That was a really dumb thing to do. (laughs) Which was, (laughs) that's an awesome job, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, Incredible job. (laughs) Like, he's made some some hard choices here, and now they're 0-2, and they've lost two close games, and it just feels like there's a, I don't know, they got to figure something out, or he might might be gone in season, in my opinion. I think it's dumb to have a guy like Baker Mayfield on your roster to where if something good happens, Baker has this ability like very few have – to just get the entire stadium rocking and get your entire team to believe in their own minds, wow, we are the greatest football team of all time. Like, just after one play, like, Baker could have a six-yard rush where he ends up out of bounds, getting hit 10 feet off of the field, and he lays there for a second and then decides, you know what, I'm going to hype everybody up. I'm going to stand up real quick. I'm going to point my arm like it's a first down. I'm going to get the entire stadium rocking. I'm going to get the entire sideline jumping up on my head. And then I'm going to get my whole entire team that's out on the field to believe, you know what, our quarterback just got rocked into the bench. But here he is standing up mm-hmm. celebrating. Let's go get a dang touchdown. Baker is the right kind of elect. You have a guy like that as your leader, and you're not doing things to get him in positions to – get everyone hyped up like you're making him sit in the pocket you're making him stand just stand there and hand the ball off to McCaffrey get him out on the get him out on a rollout pass give him an easy ball to complete and then you know if if there's a lane he'll go run for it and then he'll stand up super excited if he hits it he'll there's a good chance if he's thrown on the run he'll go sprint and follow the receiver until he runs out of bounds and jump up on his chest and just get every get the electricity flowing that's you know you know who's the wrong kind of electric 
Russell Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> y'all see that clip of him trying to get his sideline to yell run or pass when the defense is on the field? Did y'all see that? Yes. He's like, yo, we need, we need, to, we need to yell run or pass. We need to, hey, 6'9", yell run or pass. Run or pass. Come on, boys. Come on. Hey, let's do it. Let Run or pass. Let him know. Let him hear let, it. Let him hear it. Come on. Come on. It's just, man, that guy is just too much for me, man. <laughs> that was, and nobody just, was into it. Not no, a soul on the sideline. Everyone's looking at him like, will you shut up, dude? Like, who is this guy? His mental reps cringe me bad. Oh, he's, he's pointing and he used to be cool, but something shifted, man. He's just he's annoying now. It's when he threw the ball to Butler, yeah, it shifted on the right. goal line. <laughs> I saw this one thing in there, like Russell Wilson is like a uh, an actor playing a quarterback. Perfect way to it's say really that, funny. and it's just that's a, the perfect way to do. Yeah, it. yeah, it and everything's just so over the top. Yeah, so cringy. Always says the most cliche, and then and then some. Yeah. yeah, I want to. I want to see if he's ever not like that. That's what I want to see. I can't wait to see it, to see him retire. Yeah, and see if he keeps up this. Well, this I bet sitting down for like a burger and fries with him is brutal. Oh, it has to be terrible. <laughs> uh, no, it's going to be annoying in twelve years when he's on the panel at ESPN and everything just sounds the same. Oh. You know, that's that will happen. He might be in a booth. I kind of wish he would have gone straight to the booth because then he probably would. We would have thought he was pretty good at it. But now we're just going to be like. This is what we've been getting forever. Like, because, like, with Romo, we got something. Like, we didn't hear Romo talk like that. Like, when asked about a play or like a progression or something, you know, he would explain it in, in great detail. But the stuff we're getting from him is incredible. Uh, Romo's more genuine. Yeah. yeah. It works with Troy Aikman because Troy Aikman doesn't care what people think about him <laughs> the way Russell Wilson does. Yeah. You know, he's just, he's just candid and, it'll yeah. be crit- and he'll be critical, which is what we want. He was critical on Twitter the other day, but. Troikman was. was he? Did you see it about the UCLA not being able to fill the Rose Bowl? What did he say? He was like, you know, back in whatever year he played college ball, when <laughs> we were the number one team in the nation, we couldn't even fill the dang Rose Bowl, get a on-campus stadium at UCLA or oh. something like that. Well, maybe. it's just Rose Bowl's so dang big. You shouldn't be playing your home games there. It's going to yeah. look bad. Well, and UCLA gets like 12,000 people at every home game, but <laughs> that's because they suck. <laughs> Every time it's going to look bad. Through two weeks of the NFL season, what is your guys's? What's the biggest surprise to y'all through two weeks? To me, it's the Bengals just having such a slow start. I think that's the biggest surprise to me. Oh, and two. Yeah. Well, that was the first thing that came to my mind when I was looking at these notes earlier. Um, but another thing is Joe Flacco it hasn't looked incredible, but he's thrown the ball like ninety something times through two games. Yeah. And uh and he's looked he's looked fine. I mean the Jets won a ball game. <laughs> and so that was a, another one that I thought of. My list is the Colts being 0 2, the Broncos being 1 and 1, close to 0 and 2, uh the Giants being 2 and 0, and Kyle Pitts being very average, invisible. Yeah. Y'all see what his coach said? No. They asked him about it. He said we're not playing fantasy football out here. We're trying to win games. Oh. Well, you guys drafted him in the top five. So <laughs> Arthur Smith. I, th- I think you win, ba- win games by uh, getting the ball to your best player. <laughs> I say you might want to get the ball to your to your guy. Well, I guess Cordero Patterson might be their best player right now. But oh, Mariota's another one. He's looked fine. Yeah, he's they, looked fine. They certainly startled the Rams there in the second. Yeah, half. they did. So uh, good for good for Mariota. I really liked him at Oregon. Yeah, 
I got a hat because of Marcus Mariota. I got a green hat with a yellow circle on it because uh-huh. I liked Marcus Mariota. That a boy. I have a distinct memory of the first time I ever met you with uh, wearing that. <laughs> was I rocking it? You were. We were, we're drinking. Camp. We were drinking Sprite in the back seat. Oh, Oregon hat. <laughs> no, that, 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 camp that was, was at camp. Yeah, was it? Nice. Yeah, that was at camp. Yeah, the Oregon hat on with the Colt McCoy jersey. <laughs> Little bowl cut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That a boy, Noah. Jersey day was Colt day for sure. <laughs> All right, I asked you guys, we're going to do a brief little gambling segment. I asked you to bring in a three or more parlay, three leg or more parlay for uh, for this upcoming week. Could be college, could be NFL. I was thinking more NFL. Uh, Noah, you want to go ahead? Yeah, I gave you, I get, I'm going to give you three locks from the NFL. Uh, Kansas City minus six and a half, Baltimore minus three, Bucks minus one and a half. I think they win those games. Who's your second one? Uh, Baltimore minus three. Okay. I would take those three money lines very easily, um, but the fact that the spread is so low as one possession or less, I would hammer the spread. Yeah, with this assignment, I, I looked at it, and I was like, who do I who do I really think is going to win this week? And, I'm, and, and so leaning on the money line route, Cade, and I found four. So I made it a four to really get us in that positive odds category where we're actually doing something good with it. Yeah. So I'm, I, I have the Eagles to beat the Commanders. That's a lock, minus 300. We'll partner that with Cincinnati finally bouncing back. They can't go 0-3, okay? They're yeah. going to beat the Jets, uh, minus 225. I think the Bills uh, show that, you know, they really are the real deal. They are dominant. And the Dolphins, you know, have had some inconsistency. The Bills exposed that. Bills over top, uh, atop the Dolphins, minus 235. Finishing that with the terrible team we just mentioned, the Colts, losing to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, minus 290. Put all those together, you'll have plus 269 odds. That's yeah. good stuff. Yeah, you'll, you know, turn a dollar into close to $4. So Yeah. This is what I, this is what I brought in today. I'm using uh, a method that Noah taught me last week hey hey so uh i got a i got a five leg five leg parlay here starting off with the kansas chiefs money line kansas city chiefs money line over the indianapolis colts that's minus 290 uh currently then i got the saints minus three against the panthers a little bit risky a little bit on that risky side i like the saints though i think they're going to be i think they're going to be frisky the rest of the year you can get that at uh minus 110 then i got the raiders Minus two and a half against the Titans. Titans looked bad. They got a short week coming up. I think the Raiders figure it out. Is that in Vegas? It has to be. Uh, that has to be in Vegas. Yeah, in Vegas. Yeah. Got the Bills money line against the Dolphins. And then with uh, the Ravens minus three against the Patriots. Minus 110. Gets you about 13 to one odds. Turn a dollar into almost $14. Nice. Yeah, the Ravens will roll New England. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Absolutely. Yeah, I it's mean a, it's it, minus three right now. Was it minus three when you looked? Is yeah, that you in, said? is that in New England though? Um, it's got to be with the yeah, spread that low. That would be minus six and a half if it was in Baltimore. Yeah. No, that's solid. I think the Raiders one makes me a little nervous, Cade. More than the Saints. The Saints and the Saints and the Raiders ones are the only ones that would cause me to pause out of what you just read. Well, I would I would say do not take my gambling advice. <laughs> <laughs> not good. No, so I did. Uh, Noah helped me workshop some locks on college, and I, I did a twelve leg. And did, Noah, yours, did yours go eleven for twelve like mine did? Yeah, that, and that's what Noah said. He was like, "Dude, I was like, dude, I'm just gonna do this thing like twelve locks. There's at least twelve. Let's hit them." And he's like, "Yeah, I've done that the last two weeks, and I've gone eleven for 12. 
And uh, that's what happened. Thank you, the thank you to the Kansas State Wildcats and your <laughs> overhyped Big Twelve noise y'all are making. That's so sorry. Bro. Can't beat the Golden Waves at Tulane. <laughs> are you kidding me? That's the same. I, I missed on the same one too. Did you? Are you yeah. kidding me? Hey, we're gonna get it this Saturday though. There's gonna this, this fourth Saturday. Everything's gonna happen the way because that I was. It's gonna happen this Saturday. Watch. We're gonna. I was it out. so proud of. Michigan UConn over fifty eight yes, and a half. Dude. We that Me was and the, Keegan were sweating this one out. <laughs> that was the only one we didn't do money line, but we did the over. Yeah, and it and was fifty eight and a half, and they won fifty nine to zero. And Alan Bowman from Texas Tech <laughs> threw the last touchdown pass to get us to fifty nine. And this wow. was the one when Keegan and I first started texting. I think it was Thursday when I told him to lock it down so that way you know lines don't get harder. Right. You know, they're easier the earlier you do it in the week. <laughs> And I was like, dude, I promise you, over 58 and a half the Michigan game. I was like, they score over 50 and they always give up something. I was like, I promise you. And then they did not give up a lick to the Huskies. And I kept telling them, I think at halftime it's 35 or 38 zip. And Keegan was like, are they going to do it? And I was like, dude, they gave up 10 to Hawaii. Like, UConn will score. UConn did not. (laughs) But... But man, the Wolverines got it done. 59-0 covered 58 and a half for that game. Just barely. That made me get off the couch. <laughs> it was awesome. That was sick. It was awesome. All right. We now come to a recurring um, segment on the podcast. Don't let it stew. Keegan, I'll start you off today. Give me uh, 30 seconds uh, to tell all those people out there that were saying Cooper Rush should have the job over Dak why they're wrong. Uh, well, they're wrong for the talent level. Uh, the difference between Cooper and, and Dak, first of all, the athleticism difference. Um uh, the the mantra Dak has a lot more moxies a guy people are going to rally around but I mean you don't have to you don't have to go very far just looking at their football playing capability Cooper is conservative Cooper is safe Cooper does the right things he can make the easy throws in the base offense like we talked about in Kellen's script the most simple concepts but you want somebody that's going to run the read option and fake the pitch to Turpin on third and seven and get 15 Cooper can't do that Dak did that in week one um Dak is a franchise guy. Dak is making $10 million less than Patrick Mahomes. And if you know what that means, that means he's making a lot of money. And so you paid him that much. You are not going to elevate Cooper Rush to that starting position (laughs) on that basis alone. Thank you for that. I agree. Keegan, coming to Lubbock, Texas on Saturday at 2.30 will be the Longhorns versus the Red Raiders college football rivalry game i don't care what other longhorn fans say it is very much a rivalry game and it really peeves me out whenever people say that it's not kyle umlong's twitter would prove that today what oh he Wait. was he was uh <laughs> he was provoked he was provoked today and <laughs> he went to that, town though? today wow he well, was because the gambling gotcha said they're gonna do longhorn fact wednesday yeah. if there's a texas tech or if there's a tech fact tuesday and uh, Kyle was like, bring it on, and he brought it. <laughs> Speaking of that, sorry, real quick, I'll let you finish. Did you see the, ga- the gambling gauchos are going to have Dana B from Barstool really? on their show tomorrow? That's cool. He'll, he'll be in Lubbock Saturday. Yeah. That's really and cool. And he's bringing, he's bringing Glenny with him. Yeah. No. Yeah. And yeah. so I texted Kate. I said, we've got to go find these guys Glenny, on Saturday. Glenny Balls is going to be at the game? Glenny Balls and Dana Beers. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, it's serious. We've got, cool. we've got to find them. I'm sure they'll be set up somewhere, That's and we just really have to figure cool. out where it is. Have you been following their uh, Dana B's like, college tour? No. What he's doing is he he said that my, my fanship is open. I need a college team to root for. 
and 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 are we courting him? Fan, yeah, we're courting him. We we've been one or two in all of his power rankings. Texas Tech has. <laughs> Joey McGuire has has recruited him on Twitter. Really? Like he's he's said things to him. Dude, yeah, that's so cool. And so like and so, I think they're in College Station tomorrow. And I think because the podcast is Thursday, you said. Uh, Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday. Yeah. Oh, so they may be in College Station right now. Well, he's just joining. He might be doing it via oh, okay. Zoom or whatever. But the yeah. shows the show's coming out tomorrow because well, they're hitting College Station and f- just to hang out, and then they're going to be at the the UT Tech game on Saturday. Well, he's going to love the anti UT chance from the Tech fans. <laughs> oh yeah, he's well, and UT that. started off on his list. I think they made top eight. UT uh, was in the top eight, nine. I would 10, say less than like that, that, maybe top twelve, but I don't know. I don't think they made top. Okay, 10. is Joey gonna be like have him in the locker room and stuff? I it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> like it's it's been that big of a thing. Like it, it it's kind of wild. That is funny. Yeah, but anyways, <laughs> the spread right now is Texas minus six and a half. If you had yeah. to take the spread, would you take Texas or Texas Tech to cover that? Texas. Yeah, me too. Um, obviously, I want Tech to win. I believe in Joey McGuire. I think three years from now we'll really see the fruit of the great decision in bringing him in. Yeah, I watched the way Texas defended the University of Alabama two weeks ago, and that concerns me. Um, Quinn's obviously not playing, right? No, Quinn will be there Saturday. He's going to play. About it. It's I not thought a, it was four to six weeks. It's not announced, but you Are, heard it here first. Book it. Quinn Ewers is starting. At you're telling me Quinn Ewers is going to play? Yes. Really? Yes. Okay. Drew Brees agrees with me. Hey, clip that and put that on TikTok. Clip yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Quinn Ewers will play on Saturday. Really? Yeah. Okay. He could have played last week. Ah, man. Because I... they were thinking it was an AC joint, which is in your shoulder. What it is, is it's the SC joint, which the S is sternum, the C is clavicle. Yeah. It's the joint that connects your sternum to your clavicle. Very, very, very low re-injury risk yeah. because it's such a hard space to hit. And so it's completely a pain tolerance thing. There's nothing you can do to heal it or to rehab it, whatever. It's just completely a pain tolerance thing. And uh, Quinn Ewers, as a junior in high school, played the state championship game with three broken ribs. I don't think (laughs) pain tolerance is going to be in question. Quinn Ewers will be the starting quarterback Saturday. I I think the method to tech covering is getting a turnover early, scoring first, dragging it out. Tech crowd gets electric. Donovan makes a play. But – I could just see it going the other way because North Carolina State's defense was good and gave us trouble. I bet Texas's is better. Yeah. And and so I would have to lean toward Texas. Yeah. And this I, this I spread is based off of Hudson Card starting at quarterback. Yeah. That's why it's yeah. six and a half. Very true. Because if Quinn Ewers is the known starter, I think six and a half is kind of disrespectful. Looking at the teams on paper, obviously anything can happen, especially in a rivalry game. And I don't think Texas should not overlook Texas Tech at all, especially coming to Jones AT&T Stadium. But – but this this spread is definitely assuming that card is a starter. But but I I'd, I'd be here to make a guarantee that Quinn Ewers is under center. The over under sitting at sixty right now, <laughs> and yeah. that and that under's looking real pretty to me. I mean, I could see the total score being in the thirties. I could also see it being in the eighties. Yeah. Well, if it's under. in the eighties, then I, I don't think under. It, number one, Tech's defense is actually good. Mm-hmm above average at the very least and i just don't see it being that kind of a shootout game that we're used to seeing i don't think i think those days are gone it'll go under I th- and i think the under at 60 if quinn is not out there it, it is a million percent under well yeah that's what i was thinking and then you know you said he's gonna play so that's tough i guarantee it i have one for y'all actually i have two I'm trying to let me think who i want to all right i'll go with you and i'll go Noah on this one and you on the other one Kate. 
Uh, will Joe Burrow ever play in a Super Bowl again? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That was not letting it stew right there. Good job. Thanks. It's my, <laughs> it's my middle name. <laughs> uh, Cade, are uh, Christian McCaffrey's best years behind him? Absolutely. That dude's had too many injuries. He it it's probably sitting in the back of his mind too. He, all right, do my do I need to go down here? Am I going to cover the ball? Am I am I going to try to truck this guy? Am I going to try to get out of the way? You know, he's 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 had a lot of wear and tear, and even before he got hurt, a lot of touches all, all throughout high school, college, his first couple of years in the NFL. And we know we know what the lifespan of running backs are. We we know it's short. We know it's shorter than the average NFL player average NFL position I think his best years are behind him now does that mean that he he is not still going to be a productive pro bowl type player eh, no not necessarily I think he can still put together a, a season like that on the pro bowl level but uh, as far as like you know MVP number one pick in fantasy drafts the Christian McCaffrey we all know and love I think those days are behind him I want to I, I haven't watched a full Carolina Panthers game but uh, after these first two weeks I'm like asking myself did sam darnold just throw him the ball a lot more than baker is i don't Was sam darnold like the perfect quarterback for him that boy got mad catches back in the day yeah i don't even think darnold was the quarterback in mccaffrey's heyday who was was it cam is that what you're saying was it cam and mccaffrey sam darnold used to give that boy targets sam darnold was only there last year right so only oh, for the I'm first thinking, couple wait, games of the who am season I thinking of? Oh goodness, you're putting me on the spot, Keegan. <laughs> who am I thinking of? It's, it was it was, who was Cam. The, who was the quarterback? Okay, so when Cam left, who was the quarterback? All the people in their car shouting at us like I know. idiots right now. Did Darnold play more Ooh. than one year? No, it was Teddy Bridgewater. Was one Is that year. Who it was? Maybe was it Bridgewater? In 2019, when McCaffrey was like the best. Well, player that was in the Darnold because the Cowboys played Darnold in the or was that no, last that was, year? That was 21. That was 21. Was it Bridgewater? I think it was Bridgewater after Cam, then Darnold. Does that sound right to y'all at all? I mean this with respect, but I just remember a white quarterback being there with McCaffrey. and Which Darnold did play with McCaffrey, yes. But then he got hurt? I don't know, man. Or did? Here we go. This is what I got uh, via Wikipedia. I should know who the quarterback was. And what is the year in question? 19? Well, just give us give us uh give us sixteen to twenty two in order. All right, sixteen. We got the starting quarterbacks were Cam Newton and Derek Anderson. Okay. Seventeen, Cam Newton. Okay. Eighteen, Cam Newton, Taylor Heineke, Kyle Allen. Nineteen. Mm, not remember Heineke playing for the Panthers. <laughs> Me neither. Me neither. Nineteen. Kyle Allen started twelve games for them in twenty nineteen. Okay. I mean that is a white dude. Cam Newton for two and Will. Will, Will Greer, Greer <laughs> too. And then in 2020, it was uh, Teddy Bridgewater and P.J. Walker started one game. <laughs> and then we got Sam Darnold. Yeah, I'm sure. And then now uh, Baker. I don't know. So it might be Kyle Allen. That Kyle might... Allen and Sam Darnold. I just have them in my mind for some reason, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. But I'd like him to be better. I really would. Although, did Cam play for them last year? Mm-mm. He's on the Pats. Okay, well, so this Cam, might not no, be credible. Cam Newton. Yes, he did went he... back. Oh, he did. Yes, he was. I knew he wasn't on the Pats last year, but he went back and played for. Yeah, him. he went back. He didn't play the beginning of the year. You're right. And then the Panthers signed him, and like they, I think they won their first game with. Yeah, him. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, nice. So yeah, now it's Baker. So yeah, I guess I guess we're thinking of Kyle Allen, 
that year. So yeah, probably he just he'd check down to McCaffrey every time. Yeah. In nineteen. I missed that. That was cool. In nineteen. All right, Keeg. I got I got three for you. Three left for you, and I just want one word answers for two of them, and then I want your thought process on the last one. Okay. Okay. So right now, NFC East, who's winning it? Eagles. Okay. Are the Lakers making the playoffs? Yes. Via play-in? It's more likely. Okay. And here's the one I want you to walk me through. That was three words. Um, <laughs> if you were playing against um, someone who was your friend who had a major surgery a few years ago, lost part of an organ, uh, would you start Carson Wentz or Joe Burrow in your fantasy lineup? <laughs> you talking about Nolan? Yeah. <laughs> Carson Wentz or Joe Burrow? Uh-huh. Oh, go Burrow against the Jets for sure. Okay, they're gonna bounce back. They That's can't. What I was they, they can't go zero and three. Yeah, no. The I mean, he could have a. The Eagles play the Commanders, and the Eagles made Kirk Cousins' life really hard. Okay. They're gonna make Carson Wentz's even harder. Because absolutely, Wentz, yeah. right. I think yeah. Wentz had twenty six in week one and twenty eight last week, or this week, and Burrow's had a mean nine and sixteen for me. I know Burrow's been a tough and ride, so, man. But I was impressed by the nine with four interceptions and two fumbles. Yeah. I was impressed he got nine. <laughs> and I was happy he got nine. You looking for a trade for Carson Wentz, Trey Lance? Uh, no. Uh, Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson have the same bye week, so I will be holding on to Carson Wentz and Jared Goff because this is a good league. I don't, I'm don't. i not just going to concede a week. Uh-huh. Man, I thought I'd be good with three quarterbacks, and now I'm stuck with Davis Mills. Okay. <laughs> Gosh. That's tough. But thank you for not letting it stew. Okay, you got more stews? No. That's all the stew that I got. Addison Ray Award of the Week. We're bringing it back. Nice. NFL edition, not just general edition. Isn't she banned from TikTok right now? Is she? Why? I don't know. Shadow banned? I thought I saw that. I could be wrong. I didn't think so. I haven't heard that news. Charlie's on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, she just watched it last night. Your wife told me that today, actually. Watched it last night. She got the highest score. Did she? Of anybody. Yeah. Solid. She did great. Um, Good for her. A lot of lot of low scores though. It's a pretty tough first week. Yeah, I think I don't know. I've never watched it before. It's a great, uh, it's a great show. I'll be honest. <laughs> My Addison Ray Award of the Week. Tua, Tugavailoa. Okay, very strong. Came out six touchdowns. Yeah, we got the two interceptions, but you know we're not we're not thinking of that. That's not the story that comes out of the game. The comeback and uh, Tua. How about that play when he rolled out left and then had to spin, reset his feet, and throw it? Beautiful. That made him look like a stud. Yeah. I mean, that made him look like, hey, this guy's going to make some noise in this league. All right, do y'all sub- I didn't get to watch that game. I already told y'all. <laughs> do y'all subscribe to the theory that uh, left-handed quarterbacks just look worse than right-handed quarterbacks? Dude, it looks it looks funny. Have you, Did you see the video where they flipped it? That's yeah. That's why I brought okay. it up. He yeah. looked like a, he looked like a significantly better quarterback as a righty. It's, it's crazy how different it is. They did you see that video? Uh-uh. So what they did? Somebody on Twitter took uh, game film uh, from the Dolphins Ravens game and mirrored it. Mm-hmm. So it's the opposite direction. So it looks like two is a right-handed quarterback, and the the way that it, the velocity the ball comes out, yeah, the the speed of the delivery, like it looks. Like he's way better. It looks way cleaner because his throwing motion does not look pretty as a lefty. But I will say he's got the Teddy Bridgewater throwing motion. Yeah, where he doesn't bring the ball back like ever. And Aaron Rodgers yeah. does it a lot too. Yeah, that's right. And it's mainly just those three. And I didn't know. I thought there were just the two of them uh, that I'd seen that were able to still get the ball down the field. Um, but Tua does it too. Um, and on that note, Cade, 
and Keegan, those kinds of mirrored videos, you should go check out LeBron and Carmelo Anthony as lefties. <laughs> it looks awesome. <laughs> and then Harden and Ginobili do not look right as righties. <laughs> it looks weird. Isn't that funny, though, that quarterback might be the only sport, the only thing in sports that looks worse as a lefty? Yeah, because everything else lefty is so smooth. Like a slick, a slick uh, lefty I, jumper. I, I always like Mike Vick's ball coming out of that left hand 60 yards down the field. That thing looks clean. Yeah. You know what I'm he saying? He may be the exception. If they're good, it can look nice. Yeah. It, 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 it look, two, two looks different. Yeah. Because really Tebow looked weird throwing the football. Absolutely. But absolutely. That's just because he was Tebow, though. Well, he threw it like Peyton Manning, where it was. I mean, it looked like a duck getting ready to be shot out of the sky, but it got into the right spot, at least in college and rookie year. Okay, and I'm keeping my Addison Ray Award in South Beach, Jalen Waddle. Hey, there it is. Tap boy. You can see me right now. I'm doing a Waddle. He's <laughs> had two good weeks. They're scary, man. They are. Like, I know I picked the Bills to win. If the Dolphins win and we're talking next week, I won't be shocked. Let me go on the record and say I won't be shocked. When's the last time we saw a, a wide receiver duo have a have a better first two weeks? It's it, it it's early, right? right. Especially for Jalen Waddle. You know, this is his sophomore season, right? Uh but when seriously. The potential of, of Hill and Waddle yeah, being able good. to ascend together. When's the last time we saw a duo like that? Was it well that Randy Moss and Wes Welker? I don't know. <laughs> seriously. And that one feels unique because they're both Usually you'll see receivers complement each other with different skill sets. Those guys are both like Corvettes. Yeah. That are just freakish. You know what I mean? I mean, they're just the speed is insane on those two guys. And Waddle's like the big model and Tyreek's a little shorter and sport mode. You know, they're those guys are awesome. Yeah, they're tough. Madison Ray Award. My Addison Ray Award. Yeah, I was wondering when someone was gonna mess that up. Yeah. It's not an easy thing to say. It's nope. not. Um, it goes to Cooper Rush just for getting the job Atta done. Boy. It's a big thank you. Team Redbeard. I could baby. also, I thought about handing it to Kellen Moore, but then I remembered I'm anti-Kellen Moore. <laughs> so uh, he's going to have to do his job a couple more times correctly for me to give him an award like that, but it looked good this week. Good got, hey, there's some good games this weekend. Yeah. You got the Bills, Dolphins. You got the Bucks and Chiefs. No, Bucks and Packers. Excuse me, Bucks, Packers. So yeah. the Brady-Rogers matchup. I on It wouldn't surprise me if the Bucks ran through them. Really? Yeah, Packers just don't look great to me. <laughs> Even against the Bears, like yeah, the, yeah, they looked better than they did Week One. The Bucks don't look great to me either, though. Oh, but their defense is so stout, and Rodgers doesn't yeah. have any weapons around him other than his backfield. That defense looked real stout against us. The offense didn't look great, but our defense is good. So, who knows? The offense didn't really look good against the Saints either, but the Saints also have a good defense, and but the Packers also have a good defense. So. <laughs> Well, <laughs> everybody doesn't have a good defense i promise but those three do well thank you guys for listening we got a fun weekend of nfl football coming up a fun weekend especially here in lubbock of uh of college football coming up um hopefully we'll we'll be back with you soon after this you're listening to either the keegan stewart sports podcast or the presidential suite podcast again thank you guys for listening and we'll see you soon what should i get for dinner tonight man I've been craving some canes. Nice. Ah, uh, that was the last thing I ate before I threw up. <laughs>